Hello and welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. My name is Matt. I'm Courtney. Hi, Courtney. Hey. What do we do? We talk through the do-dos and the don't-dos of personalized learning. And today we have a question from a listener that we're going to try to answer. Yeah, our parking lot. I love it. There's two really wonderful things on the parking lot right now. And just to, you know, to put out a quick, like, Sorry, uh, something weird happened with the formatting on our parking lot, and the two posts were kind of hidden for a while. So the one we're going to talk to today um, was posted back in January, and it is called Guidance. Here's what it says. After listening to all of your podcasts back-to-back over break, I am excited and eager to try personalized learning, but I still feel like I have no idea how to do it. Awesome. And I love hearing that you yep. did that, and you are in the right place. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> yep, that's without, how you should be Don't know be what feeling. to do. Yep, yep. that's okay. Um, what exactly are students doing throughout the day? Is it possible to explain a typical day in elementary as an example? If not, can you recommend something I can read or someone I can talk to about it? Thank you in advance. And then there's this little caveat thing that I'm not going to talk about, but it doesn't say math. We're not sure what. <laughs> you know who you are. Worked out great. <laughs> it's, it's perfectly fine. Um, I would love to do this. Yeah. I think this is a great, um, great, great pod topic, which is why we've jumped on it. Um, I will say that there is no one way to do it. So I will definitely throw out one example that I think I have seen work very well. And then if we have time, um, I can throw out a second example that I think also works very well. And then remembering a lot of it comes down to your personal preference for how much control you're willing to um, abdicate, (laughs) willing to hand over to the learners. At first, right? At first. Yeah, at first. Yeah. And um, also, I think some of it has to do with where your learners are. Um, this just says elementary, so I don't know if this is upper elementary or primary. Um, that that can depend too. I'm mm-hmm. going to talk about an upper elementary setting, like third through fifth. Okay. All right. Sounds reasonable. Yeah, I think that that's um, – my guess is that's where this person is. But sure. I don't know. And also I want to say email us. Um, after this pod, if you still are like, I'm not sure, I would be more than happy to get on the phone with you and, and, and talk a little bit more personally. PLearnMC at gmail.com. PLearnMC at gmail.com. All right. So let's let's go through a day. Um, All right. So learners come into the room in the morning. They know exactly where their things go, whether they have um, cubbies or hangers or hooks in the hallway. They know exactly where their things go. They know exactly what the organization should look like. There's probably some visual aids visual SOPs, standard operating procedures, out near those areas, whether it's in the hall or inside the classroom, and they probably have pictures of the students. Okay. Um, so I, I guess I want to step aside and say, like, I'm giving a day where everything is pretty well established. Yes, I'm going to ask you questions after on how to set that all up. Okay. All right, good. Thank you. Yeah, so, like, mm-hmm. so the kids come in, and then in they come into the room, and they move into their standard morning routine they decide what lunch they're having and there's some kind of tool where they do it by themselves so the teacher doesn't have to ask maybe it's just basically it might just be a laminated poster with little velcro dots that kids move their name from you know cold lunch to hot lunch if there are hot lunch options those are on the on there and the kids choose that way then maybe there's a little welcome 
thing written on the board, maybe a little good morning task or something to think about. The learners come and sit in their morning meeting seats, morning meeting area on the rug. Um, they have probably, they probably have a typical seat where they sit um, for that. And they're thinking about whatever the prompt is on the board. Let's say it's today, right, the second day of spring. Um, so let's say the question is about uh, changes. What kind of changes have you noticed in, um, in and around the world today? Okay. So as kids are coming in, the teacher is saying good morning to everybody, connecting with each of them, saying how was your evening, you know, that how was your morning, just kind of making that initial connection. Then they sit down, they have their morning meeting, um, whatever it is that the teacher does during that morning meeting, probably review the schedule for the day or any like important event things that are coming up. And then um, if, if this is a classroom that's working on some social emotional learning skills or some mindfulness skills or whatever, they're going to do those during that morning meeting, kind of bring those up, talk about them. Um, and then let's say they begin to transition into academics. Okay. So the first period of the day, um, the first hour we'll say, um, and please people don't hold me to task on the times that I'm throwing out here. I'm just giving a general. For sure. It's just more of a like a, an, a general guide. idea it's of what, what, what happens. Yep. Right. Um, so it's math time. It is now numeracy workshop time. So the class starts out. They're already where they are, but maybe they've stood up. Um, they've had a little motor break after that morning meeting. Maybe it's just to go get their math notebook and bring it back. Or maybe today they don't need their math notebook right away. So it's just kind of like standing up and stretching. The teacher's guiding some kind of little movement. Maybe even some brain gym type stuff where you do, you bring in cross body movements, specific movements meant to prime the brain for the math work they're about to do. Then they sit down and the whole class, all of them together, has a number talk. Together. And this number talk is generally related to the skills they might be working on, but it's more about um, mental math, mental flexibility, learning different strategies. After the number talk, all the learners um, take out their math goal sheet where they have written down kind of the individual targets or the individual math goals that they're working on. And then they check out the teacher's um, kind of schedule board for who's supposed to have a meeting with her today, who's supposed to have a small group, um, where, where the materials are, and then they kind of quickly go around the room and tell the teacher what it is they're starting at. Then off they go. So during that hour, the learners are either working independently on the computer, something like IXL or some other math programs, um, practicing skills. Then there are also some, some small group stations where learners might be interacting with one another, playing some games related to math skills or concepts they've been doing, working on. Um, they might have some small group instruction with the teacher on specific strategies or skills. And then at the end of class, um, they come back to the meeting area and they check in on their goals. They see what kind of work they've done and they just kind of do some little reflection on it. Um, then let's say there's transition and they go to their exploratories. I don't know what happens in there. They're going to an exploratory. Eventually, the, and this is teacher's prep time, right? Teacher has a meeting with some of the other teachers on their grade level. You look like you have a question. More of a clarification, I guess. Okay. So, because we're already halfway through the morning. Yeah. 
and we talked about morning meeting yep where kids kind of kind of get ready for the day and talk a bit about themselves yep. and what's on their minds and try to just kind of easing into the day yep and then you talked about transition to to math for instance where they did some number talks and then kids were working like on their own yeah so it seems if i'm just listening to that part yeah that that's a lot of just kids are working on their own is what maybe some people on the outside hear mm -hmm. that personalized learning is about kids going off learning by themselves probably on computers because i'm not really sure and then they come back mm -hmm. but what i also heard a lot was the teachers organize the kids into small groups or individualized instruction yes which doesn't really happen on the fly you have to kind of prepare for that sort of thing oh yeah and well, that number talks that you talked about is with a whole group yes that's a whole thing also yes so it seems like there's a lot of work for a teacher yeah as opposed to throwing kids in front of computers oh yes and i think that's one of the misconceptions of personalized learning that a lot of like outside people have right is that how much time in front of computers is there going to be and, no not much and there isn't much there's a lot of planning but you also have trained them to do some of that individual work or some yes. small group work you lead into that that yes this, this won't happen tomorrow for you teacher who's listening no no uh just transitioning right it doesn't happen overnight no but you have you have to teach them which we'll talk about later yeah but so okay so let's kind of break that so I said the math period was an hour. So that number talk probably takes about 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So then you've got 50 minutes left. Um, so, and then you want some time at the end for that coming back for reflecting and mm -hmm. kind of plotting progress, doing maybe even doing a little bit of what do I need to do tomorrow during math period right. um, during numeracy workshops. So that's a good 10 minutes I would put there as well. So that's mm -hmm. um, 40 minutes. Nice job. Math, 40, I'm a math person. That's 40 minutes during which learners need to be doing something. So the teacher might um, be supporting them with that by having a bell, maybe maybe 20 minutes, maybe a bell every 10 minutes, right. just kind of saying it's been 10 minutes. Sometimes it might feel like more of a rotation system until mm -hmm. the learners get used to managing their own learning a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but so really the max a learner would be on the computer during that math workshop time in this scenario would be 20 minutes. Right. Yeah, and then they would do something do else. Do something else, right. Either, like I said, some kind of partner work, right, because there needs to be that social interaction mm -hmm. um, using math in games or just um, some other kind of partner problem-solving work um, or with the teacher in a small group kind of instruction. So okay. no, they're not just going off on their own and being ignored. If to do whatever on the computer exactly. or to have the computer teach them. That's not what that looks like. So right. thanks exactly. for that clarification. Exactly. Okay, so the kids are now back. Yay. There's, yay. There's snack time. Um, Best time of the day. Well, for, for many, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, during snack time, the learners, you know, there's a few minutes dedicated to snack, and then the teacher starts an instructional read-aloud. The kids can finish up their snack during the instructional read aloud, but then ultimately they're listening, they're interacting with the teacher. Um, she's modeling reading strategies. When the interactive read aloud is done, they move into reading workshop. During reading workshop, the learners in the room start again together for a mini lesson. And then the learners go off for independent reading time. 
and they are either reading independent books or they're reading books with a book club um, or a partner. So you want, so two kids might be reading the same book or four kids might be reading the same book or not. It depends how the teacher has set that particular unit up. Okay. So during that time, as the learners are reading and working in their reader's notebooks, kind of keeping track of their thinking, um, for whatever the focus of the unit is on, let's say it's characters. So they're keeping track of the different characters in the book, their thoughts about the characters, the things that happen to the characters. The teacher is going around having um, conferences with learners, and the teacher is also pulling small groups. So again, a learner may will not be on their own the entire workshop time. They will have had some contact with a teacher, and then they will have contact with a reading partner. Mm-hmm either in the middle of the workshop or by the end of the workshop, where they will talk about the things that they are reading. Mm-hmm. Different books are not. Okay. Um, so that's, and then the workshop will close with some kind of group reflection, some kind of quick thing. Um, Seems very familiar to what we just talked about with the math part. It is pretty familiar. Um, depending on, there are different organizations and programs and resources out there to support a reading workshop. So um, I'm a huge fan of the Lucy Calkins Teachers College Reading Writing Project workshop models um, and their resources. And so there are things like learner checklists and lots of um, progressions and individual tools that can really help the learners know where they are. They will have set goals for themselves as readers, the kinds of independent things they're working on. Um, And that's what the teacher will be touching base with them about in their small groups or their conferences in addition to the bigger work of the unit. All right. So then that transitions into writing workshop. Okay. Um, It's nice to have them back to back because a lot of times the work you do in writing will support the work that's happening in reading and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So um, we've already assumed that they were in like a a literature unit working on characters. So now let's assume that the writing unit that they're in is, um, is fiction. Okay. Right, so they're writing about they're writing realistic fiction, and they're kind of focusing on developing characters. Okay. So all the things that they were like, there's this old par- paradigm, not really this old model of it, literacy instruction was uh, consumer critic producer. So you can see that right there: consuming reading, critic reading, little bit of writing, and then producing, producing the writing. Okay. So in writing workshop again, there's a mini lesson that the whole class is a part of, um, and then they go off individually and they're all writing whatever it is they want to be writing about they have their choice about what the topic is who the characters are what the story is um how many different ones they write how many different ones they play around with and similar to the reading workshop and the numeracy workshop the learners have their individual goals or individual work that they're working on they have a partner probably different from their reading partner Mm -hmm. that they talk with about writing Um, And we'll do some kind of work with, sometimes with analyzing reading and then translating it into writing. They have conferences with the teachers and they have small groups. Now, all three of those things won't happen every day for every kid. But all three of those things are happening every day. Okay. All right. So then let's say um, that time is over and they go off to lunch and recess. Yay. Yay. Um, Then they come back. Maybe there's another special or exploratory. I don't know. Maybe not. But Mm -hmm. then they come back. And the rest of the afternoon is is kind of open learning time. Okay. Um, I like to call it applied learning time. This might be an hour. It might be two hours. Kind of depends on um, uh, 
what the the schedule of the team is. Let's say it's an hour and a half. Let's kind of split the difference over there. It's an hour and a half in the afternoon. So instead of just jumping right into this, like, blah, do whatever you want, um, in this classroom, they always do some intentional um, teamwork. Okay. Yeah, so there's always some kind of little uh, team challenge, right? You know, like those, like, icebreaker-type challenge things um and they do those and they reflect on them and they pull out kind of the social skills that they've worked on or the group work skills and then they move into this um project-based learning time um in this classroom let's say that they are studying um the uh let's say let's say it's matter the states of matter and instead of just studying the states of matter like from a textbook or whatever, um, these kids are all exploring the question of how do we best manage snow on our playground. I like that one. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, So some kids, so they've been kind of observing the playground. They've been talking about how some kids like to have, like, the snow. Some kids don't like to have the snow. Some kids actually want both. They want snow in some places, like on the sledding hill, but they don't want snow on the basketball court. Mm -hmm. So... There have been, so let's say today, they've kind of at the point where they've talked about this, but they need to kind of get back to the um, the ideas, the science behind. So the teacher's going to do a little demonstration that shows, like, ice melting, right? How to, different ways to melt ice. And then they're going to talk about that as a group. That's a whole group thing. Um, then they're going to go off, and they have some choices around um, things that they can do to learn more about um, the states of matter. So there are some videos to watch. There's um, a couple books that have been left out, like, you know, young people's informational text. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's a song that they can listen to. So the teacher has already told them that they need to do um, one video and one reading. And they have to interact with three resources. Okay. So they're off kind of doing their choices. Things are set up in different places on the room. The kids decided they had a minute to say like this is my plan this is what I'm going to do they wrote it down and then they went and did it Um, and then at the end of class they had to do a little reflection in their science journal about um, what they learned and then also thinking about what what have they seen happening in the world lately given the change of seasons right that reminds them or demonstrates or shows what they were learning in those different input resources and then that's about five minutes of writing time just you know reflecting thinking and then they just have a quick little class discussion like you know someone share a thought they have someone share a thought they have um and then that's kind of the end of class um and now it's time to pack up so there are there are very clear end of day sops and the kids um know what to do they get their things together they write down any homework they have didn't sound like there was any given this day Mm -hmm. um they pack up which is also fine by the way oh totally fine yeah Yeah. they you know they pack up get ready to go help clean up the classroom um and that's the day and the teacher says goodbye to them so that's one way that's kind of a more structured day that's pretty good so i get i get some questions yes ask away so we kind of said in the middle there that kids have to be taught or trained and so you lead up to this yeah perfect day of course because it's <laughs> yeah it's you know it's you can't start that tomorrow and expect it all to be wonderful because i no. saw not just the sops about the the like the cubbies in the morning and that sort of thing yeah but i heard a lot about 
uh, setting goals and reflecting yeah. at the end of each kind of session, mm-hmm. all in in, uh, in the math one, then the reading one, then the writing one, then the applied learning in the afternoon. Mm. Uh, there was a lot of this is going to be my plan for this set of time. And then you come back and you either individually reflect or you group reflect right. at the end of each one of those. Yeah. And that is not something we typically do with kids that much. Uh, so they would have to get kind of led into that also. Yes. And, and yeah. what, what does it look like? And how do you set a plan? And how do you reflect? And what are the thoughts you can put out in, in a couple of minutes? And then how do we share together? Um, all, that, all of that has to be modeled by the teacher yes. to begin with. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot going on there. Um, which is all the most important stuff, we mm-hmm. would argue. Mm-hmm. The academics kind of come along anyway. Yeah. But if you put all this other stuff in about planning and goal setting, yeah. suddenly they're better people. Mm-hmm. Well, we're teaching them a lot of the things that we hear college professors, business owners, high school teachers, um, everyone out in the world that these people, that these young people will eventually interact with saying that these skills are lacking. And mainly it's because we don't concentrate on them in our schools. Mm, we, we don't. Need to, we need to change yeah. that. Yeah. That's what personalized learning is for. I think I would so. Say. That is how you get at this. I think so. Because you kind of interact with students more than just the powerful teacher. Right. Telling you what to do every step of the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Um, do we have time for another scenario? The nice thing about our podcast, Courtney, is that space is unlimited. <laughs> We can move on forever. It's just a matter of how long our listeners want to listen. All right. So well, let's do another scenario. We so can do another scenario. Kinda, that's a comfortable feeling scenario, I think, okay. for, for people. Oh, where's this part yeah, going I'm going to lead to an, a perhaps uncomfortable feeling scenario All for right. people, albeit entirely possible. I have worked very closely with a teacher who pulled this off, okay. and um, she did kind of pull it off overnight. Um, okay. Yeah. This is exciting. Now. It is exciting. So, okay, so here's another scenario. Okay. Kids come into the classroom in the morning. They that, still. That, that seems the same so far. What? So far it's the same. So far it's the same. <laughs> yeah. The learners come into the classroom. They have specific spots where they put their things. They have an understood, um, they have an agreed to way of doing this, of what it should look like, what it, what neat looks like, what organized looks like. Um but other than that, there aren't a whole lot of expectations put out right away. Okay. So the learners come in. They start off with their morning meeting. Some of them are having breakfast. That's their choice. Um, they talk about the day. Sounds normal. There's probably some kind of little a topic um, to discuss. And then the learners take out their daily goal sheets. Okay. So on here, different now. Different now. On the daily goal sheet has a section for each subject that these learners might be working through that day. Okay. And these learners take a look at it. They may have yesterdays out too. They might not because it depends how comfortable they are with their learning so Mm -hmm. far. Um, And they decide what their goals are for each subject that day. Okay. Then they also take a look up at the board where the teacher, and I'm going to bring a, let's keep it as one classroom. I was about to say that there's multiple classrooms involved here, but let's keep it as one teacher. It's still possible with one teacher. 
Um, so the teacher has put up on the board specific times that they either need to be aware of or that everyone needs to be involved in. So on the board, there's a time for the whole class number talk. Okay. On the board, there's a time for the whole class um, read aloud. Mm-hmm. Other than that, there are a couple different times for two different math skills. So there's four times on the board, two different math skills. So learners have two choices of when they would go learn these math skills. Same for the reading um, and same for writing. Okay. All right. So the learners look up at the board. They know their schedule for the day. They know when they have lunch. They know when they have specials. Um, And now they know these specific times that the teacher has said this is happening. Okay. So the learners now look down at their goal sheet for the day and they plan their day. Okay. They decide when they're going to do math. They decide when they're going to do reading. So now this teacher knows that some learners feel better about one subject in the morning versus the afternoon, right? Mm-hmm. So they have kind of made some options for some of the math skills. The number talk is going to happen when the number talk happens. Sure. And the read aloud yep. is going to happen when the read aloud happens. But yep. those are pretty consistent. So this never really a surprise to learners when that happens. Gotcha. But the math mini lessons, there's one in the morning, there's one in there's one like right after lunch. And same with the reading. Okay. So the learners now get to really plan their day. Okay. This sounds really fun. Doesn't it sound really fun? So this is a thing it's definitely un- more uncomfortable for a teacher. Way because more it does not seem structured. No. At all. Yeah. Uh, a little, but really it's like a little more scary, right? Because now mm-hmm. kids get to choose their own things. Right. It's the, it's not math time right now. Mm. It's learning time. So kids could be doing really anything. You have to be ready for anything. You do have to be ready. So for I would it. argue yeah. it's kind of okay because yeah. you are kind of ready for anything. You just organize it in the, your first scenario right. that all of the math stuff is going to happen here, but you're yeah. ready for anything you're ready when for that anything happens. There. Yeah. And then it's not like you forget it when you move into reading right. as a teacher. It's like, now I'm ready for anything with reading. Yeah. Uh, you can keep those same thoughts in your head. Right. All right, so let's kind of come back to this scenario. So the learners okay. have been working for a while. So the teacher has done, um, they've done the math talk, and she's held a mini lesson. And let's say, let's say two-thirds of the kids decided to come to the math mini lesson, and the other third decided not to. Great. Some of them are working on reading. Some of them are working on writing. Um, they kind of know the times. They watch the clock. The teacher gives reminders about how much time is left and what time it is. And about every hour... Every 45 minutes to every hour, the teacher stops and says, all right, everybody, pause, check in on your work. Where are you? What are you doing? What do you still need to do? And then adjust your plan as needed. Okay. And if the teacher notices that a learner is staying in one place or seems to not be really doing anything, then the teacher checks in with that learner and helps guide them. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it becomes to the point where an individual learner does need a schedule, the teacher will work that schedule out with the learner. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, so that's kind of how the morning went, right, you know, and then slightly into the afternoon. Um, Then, so they've gone to lunch, they've come back, um, they had a little bit more work time, now it's read-aloud time. So everyone does the read-aloud together. um, And then after that, they move again into a more open work time, um, this one more interdisciplinary. So the learners um, are all studying the same driving question again. Let's say this one is um, how, how is money made? Okay. Or why do we use money, right? Um, actually, I'm going to change it all together. 
Nice. All the learners are studying economics and money together, but the learners have all asked their own driving question. Gotcha. Okay. Right? So that they've works. gone through a QFT, question formulation technique. Mm -hmm. um, they're, all, they're all wondering something different about money, but it's all related to money. Okay. Um, so, again, the learners take out their learning plans, kind of think where they are in this process. They're still in the, the, let's say they're beyond the input phase. They've learned all the basic things they needed to learn and now they're they're trying to answer their questions. They're really kind of doing research and trying to figure out how am I gonna present the answer to this question. Right. So um, there are some tasks on the board. There's some things like, you know, write down five ideas, um, like kind of some iteration help. And then there's a revision chain process. That's where like, learners have to meet in with different people but it just says that you need to finish these two things by the end of the day okay and then again the teacher is kind of checking in um, conferring with learners taking stock of where everybody is noting if there's particular lessons so let's say this particular teacher noticed that learners are having trouble um, searching on the internet so she's decided that tomorrow during this time she's going to offer two different mini two mini lessons different times about making successful keywords Okay. And then the end of the day comes. The learners have time to check in on their learning plan from the day. They do like a what am I proud of? What did I do well? What could I do differently? Um, and what do I think I need to be ready for for tomorrow? And then they follow their end of day SOPs and go home. I thought it was going to be a lot more different when you started. But it really is not. There's just a little less structure for subject. Yeah. But you're allowing the kids to figure it out for themselves. Yep. With some structured help. Oh, yeah. You know, with the, with the goal-setting sheets yeah. and the reflections at the end of the day and the checking in as they went through the day. Mm -hmm. That sounds very reasonable also. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think it's that much different. Nope. It's just trying to organize the kids so they're still learning the same things. Yeah. They're still learning about goal setting and reflecting throughout the day. Uh, it's just, it seems to me more of a different style than a different structure. It's just a different style. Yeah, I don't see it being that much different. And that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Now, you said that this teacher kind of figured this out overnight. Yeah. So, yes. So, this teacher had seen a similar type setup. Um, in a classroom, it was a team, so two teachers, and I want to say there were about 50 learners, Okay. Um, saw this kind of very open, you decide your schedule type thing and mm -hmm. loved it. So um, she came back, literally took all the desks, I mean, I didn't even get into this part, like, but took all the desks and everything out of the classroom, sat the kids down and was like, how do you want school to be? And then, like, not so gently, but led, led them into, you know, gave them those kinds of forms, yep. said, you know, let's try this, see how it goes. And it went really well. The That's learners, really cool. The learners really liked it. If you ask kids questions, they're going to tell you it's a lot of cool answers sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. let them figure it out. That's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. That's two really good scenarios. Yeah. And so, you know, you brought up something like this sounds like a lot of work. Yes. Yeah, it, it sure is, right? Right. Yeah. And what was it? We did an episode about that. Um, yeah, it takes a lot of prep work, but yeah. what happens is you're not you're not on stage all day long. Yeah, you know, I think that is one of the most exhausting things as a teacher. Being being a teacher when you have to talk for six and a half hours all day, right? 
at kids Mm -hmm. and help them learn. Mm -hmm. That's exhausting. Mm -hmm. When you're talking a little bit at a time, but letting them do a lot of the work. Mm -hmm. You know, one of our things that we always say is what, what are we, what are we doing that the learners could be doing? Right. And that's really where a lot of the mind shift starts. I think it's like, why, why am I doing this? Right. When they could be figuring this out for themselves with a little bit of questioning for themselves and organization for themselves and process for themselves rather than us kind of spoon feeding everything to them where they just become passive learners. Right. Yeah. It's more work. And I I think a lot of the work that you said was noticing where kids are Yes. or what kids are struggling with and then setting that up for the next day. Mm -hmm. Uh, If not right then, if if it's, if it's more of a, a, like a, okay, I'm noticing this with multiple kids. How can I better this tomorrow? with a, like a different mini lesson or something. Right. Yeah. And that's just noticing what's happening more. And I think you notice what's happening more if you're not yapping in front of the class all day. I think so. If you're actually working with learners rather than talking right. to learners uh, right up on stage there, as it were. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a pretty good point to make. Yeah. I mean, so those are, those are just two examples. So that was with one teacher. I think when you start to branch out and you have – um, teammates that are willing to to work with you, then you have so many more options for, you know, maybe one room is the ELA room and one room's the math room, or mm-hmm. you know, like there's so many more options and ways to go with this um, when you have a team member who's willing to try it also. Um, but if it's just you, it's still possible. It's totally possible. So try it. Yeah. So, listener, we hope that answers your question a little bit. Yeah. Please give us feedback on the parking lot. Yeah, or like I said, email, and I'd be happy to um, chat with you a little further about it. That sounds awesome, Courtney. Yay! I think that's a, that's a pop today. I think so. Um, yeah.